Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Thursday, February 29th. We won't be able to say that for another four years. 2024, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with this program is offering any type of advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest and everything presented here is for informational purposes only. The title of today's show is The Cost of Sin. And folks, every, I don't know, every once in a while, uh, I have an unction just to uh, not only talk about the Bible and its applicability to our lives, um, but about repenting. And because, uh, A, it's something I have to deal with. Maybe that's really selfish. And I have to repent of that. Um, but I hope this is something that you would get something out of. If you're just going along in your life, not concerned about how God wants you to live your life, this little message is about the actual cost of sin. And the cost is literally everything. So let me just go into that just, just for a little bit. First of all, the cost of sin cost Jesus his life. You know, for, so, for God so loved the world that he gave... You know, his only begotten son, so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's John 3.16. That's the verse that everybody knows. But when he, it says that he gave his only son, I mean, it doesn't just mean that he just came to earth. Because he had to do that. Also, he had to live an absolute perfect life. That is, when I consider that, and I consider my own sin, my own shortcomings, my own shortfalls, that proves that he is who he said he is. Because he did live the perfect life. He became the perfect sacrifice. The only sacrifice acceptable to God the Father. And just think about, uh, and this is for us to comprehend, maybe not really understand, that 
a father gave his son to die? To die for someone else. That just uh, is really incomprehensible when it is considered. But I'm saying it today because I need to consider it. And I hope that you need to consider it. Because this is not something to be taken lightly. God, he does have a sense of humor. He's allowing me to do this show. (laughs) Uh, But he's a God that means business. And, I mean... It really reminds me of a, a, again, we cannot fully comprehend, fully comprehend what Jesus Christ did for us, but we can have allegories and have some understanding. Like a soldier who's, who's willing to go into battle and die for his country and for those who he fights with. You know, when he got closer to the end of his ministry and he was talking to his disciples, he says, you know, that, that now he called them friends. And that's what happens when guys are serving. Again, I'm not, I, I was not in the service, but I certainly know some folks. And it's, you know, as you folk, guys serve together, you know, they become friends. They become brothers. And so, when we sin against a God who who was willing to pay such a price, you know, God doesn't like that. He, He does not allow you to cheapen the gift that he gave through Jesus Christ. You know, Hebrews 9.22 says, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. So, God, of course, knew that you and I were going to sin. And in fact, there's, you know, Romans 3.23, which I quote often says, You know, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That does not, knowing that does not take the sting out of what it does. Because when we sin, we, we, you know, we cheapen our, our relationship with God. You're telling him you're going to do it your way. You're going to do it the world's way. You're going to do it the devil's way. And he, he doesn't put up with that. He, but he is so gracious that he sent his only begotten son to come to this earth and die for you. And if you decide to cheapen it by, you know, we again, we, we all sin and are going to sin, but we do not need to institutionalize that sin in our life 
And God does make room for redemption and for us to come back to him. But remember this, that Jesus said, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have this up in front of me right now. He, he said that I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. And so when people start to go their own way, he uh, uh, likened that to the branch falling away from the vine. And when it does, it dies. And it, at that point, it is good for nothing except to be bundled up and burned. People will burn. This is, you know, part of the, the old preaching uh, that people used to call fire and brimstone. But the fact is that Jesus himself said that people were going to burn by using those parables like that. There's others that he, he, he spoke of. And so, we must realize the cost of sin. Because the cost of sin is that breaking away from the vine. Because you wanted to go your own way. And not stay inside the perimeters of what God has told us is, is good. And when you do break away and, and break off of the vine... What's going to happen to you? Jesus has said, you know, this, this process of being, being good for nothing and bundled up and burned. There was a couple other scriptures that stuck out to me today. <clears throat> In Ezekiel 18, verse 4, it says, Behold, all souls are mine, the soul of the Father as well as the soul of the Son is mine, the soul whose sins shall die. Now, I believe in that context, it means more like you've institutionalized the sin. You've institutionalized the thing that God has told you is not going to be profitable for you. What does it mean about being unprofitable? Who, who's in that club? You know, when we go to the end of the Bible, into Revelation, and at the almost end of that book, in Revelation 21, you know, and this is John speaking, and, he, you know, he said to me, and of course, that would be Jesus. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this. And I will be their God and they will be my children. Now, this is the NIV New International Version. Bear with me here. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, 
the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts. You know, yesterday we talked about uh, how forces inside the Beltway uh, coerced and used money to help coerce, you know, houses of worship to promote the jab, which ended up in death and disability. But they used pharmakia. That's the root word for the Greek word, root word for pharmacy, the drugs. Those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars. They will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. So the cost of sin is the forfeiting of your life. The cost of sin is the forfeiting of your life and an eternal separation from God. God is not playing a game. And look at, I mean, I would also say the cost of sin is the lives of the world. I mean, when you get into Revelation and a third of the world dies... I mean, we are going to see some horrible times if, if we are indeed in the, the end times, the times of, the tribu- of tribulation. And we'll know if we see a man walk into the temple in Jerusalem and declare that he's God. That's the beginning of the three and a half years. It's not seven because Jesus Christ had the first three and a half years that's mentioned in Daniel. Um, I think it's Daniel 7. Again, I'm not looking at that. Um, three and a half years is a long time. Um, and again, the cost of sin. I mean, why does God allow this? I mean, I think he's purging sin. And in the Old Testament, he used judgment from foreign nations uh, you know, like when they invaded Israel and so forth and thou- hundreds of thousands are wiped out. I mean, uh, he used other nations to judge Israel. And I think in the end, it's going to be one big judgment. Uh, but folks, he names, who you know, if if you are, institutionalizing sin you know by practicing those magic arts you know magic arts just doesn't mean the drugs but it means the witchcraft uh, the idolatry the sorcery there was plenty of that going on and of course in America it really 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 kicked off although it was always here I would say with uh, all the Harry Potter back around the year 2000 But the idolaters, the life, the liars, consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This, it's, this is not just imagery. This is real. Real. And so, you know, God does make provision, a way out for you and for me. 
For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him, and of course, talking about Jesus, will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now that's good news. So if you are one of the people who are practicing dark arts, one of the people who's sexually immoral, and I mean really practicing this stuff, but again, judgment is the Lord's, not mine, uh, the liars, etc. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. His name is Jesus. The cost of sin is everything. You know, I have heard the argument that people say, well, why, why is, is, you know, he the only way? Like, like they're looking for some other way out of the burning house. Meanwhile, Jesus is the firefighter who comes with the oxygen tank and the fire blanket and knows the way out and is offering you his hand. And when the scripture says everyone for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, don't ask, is there any other way out of this burning building? Thank God that there is a way. The only way is Jesus Christ. And so for all of us, I mean, <laughs> you know, in that example, that's what our lives are without Jesus. Is that house is on fire, good Lord. And he is the only one who offers you salvation. Like it's not a mistake that all these... I don't know, descriptions have something to do with fire. Um, it's frightening when it's considered. This is why people don't want to hear fire and brimstone. They don't want to hear stories about judgment. But the judge, God is the judge. And the end for those who... who just carte blanche reject him is the lake of fire. You know, so again, I, I bring up the, the idea of repentance. For us to say to God, I'm sorry. I see what I did is wrong. I repent of my sins. To repent means to turn around 180 degrees from where you are and go the other way. I repent of my sins. Please forgive me, Lord Jesus. You know, I make you Lord and Savior of my life, Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we go back. This was Romans I was, I was 
quoting from, for the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. That is good news, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone, see that there's no exception there, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. His name is Jesus. Jesus. And so, the cost of sin is an eternal separation from God. But the scripture says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, of course, we have to abide in Christ. Otherwise, you know, Jesus goes into that part about, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So you must abide in Christ. So when you do sin, you must repent. You must repent. Isaiah 55, 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. So even after we sin, we must abide in Christ. We must always keep our accounts short with God. And that saved person, you know, even when they do sin, they're going to feel horrible about it and want to, you know, come to the feet of their Savior and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. The cost of sin is everything. Is is eternal separation from a holy God. And you do not want that. I do not want that. So I ask you, as I have already have gone through, is to simply ask Jesus to be your Lord. In other words, you put him on the the throne of your life, not you, and Savior, that you recognize that he lived the perfect life and gave his life as a perfect sacrifice and was raised again to give us eternal life. And then you have to repent of your sins. You have to come before God and say, I am sorry for my sins. You know, please forgive me. Please save me. And then you have to know Jesus. And then to know Jesus is to know his word. And you need to, if if you don't know, you know, you're listening to me online, go to BibleGateway.com is one suggestion. Start reading the gospel of John. You just go to the search bar, type in John space, and then the number one. And that'll bring you to the beginning of the Gospel of John, not the books of John 1, 2, John 1, 2, and 3. That's later in the New Testament. The Gospel of John. Read that and determine for yourself, is Jesus Christ who he said he was? He is, he was, and he will be. 
And he came to the earth, this earth for you because the cost of sin is too high. People talk about inflation and how but it destroys purchasing power and so forth. The power of sin destroys everything. I mean, it wipes it out. You literally can't afford to live with sin. Folks, please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. You can go to www.encouragingangels.org and you can give with your card online or you can send something to our P.O. Box, which is right there on the donate page at www.encouragingangels.org. I always mention, just because of what's going on, your country has no civil defense plan for you. Please go to civildefensemanual.com, a book, uh, actually two volumes by Jack Lawson, incredible resource. Go to civildefensemanual.com and check that out. And again, please consider supporting Encouraging Angels if you are getting benefit from what you hear. Lord Jesus, God help us. I'm sorry for my sins, Jesus. Please forgive me. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.